hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is John, and unfortunately, Caitlin is off on vacation in Columbia. So we have a special guest with us tonight. It's me, Stephen. <laughs> this is Stephen. We've mentioned him before, uh, but Stephen, where would where would they know you from? You might know me from my own podcast, <gasps> The Binging Adventures of Sabrina, where I watch an entire season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and a recorded podcast after every episode and slowly but surely go mad. It's it's might be the most entertaining podcast to listen to though. I've heard it's the most entertaining podcast if you do like the first like five minutes and the last five minutes of each episode, and then you the whole episode, the whole last episode. Well, you're you're just such a show, showman that you're unwilling to let the cracks show <laughs> until like the end. But the fact that you're like losing sleep and dying by the end of the season—it's true. And my co-host. Uh, Audrey Cornette, uh, she does let the cracks show quite a bit. <laughs> so there's a whole, there's a whole bit, whole moments where I'm just trying to keep her together. <laughs> Audrey goes on arcs across we, these seasons, we to be honest. We can't both have, be full of cracks, otherwise we'll never get through the episode. This is Steven. I'm I'm sorry to do this to you, but last time because of recording issues, we didn't get to read reviews like we usually do. Oh. Would you be willing to help me read reviews today? Absolutely. Great. All right, I'm going to start. You uh you're going to do the next one. Oh, cool. All right. All right. So, first one we have a five-star review from Bex1992 called Hilarious and Smart Podcast. <clears throat> Some episodes of Riverdale are better than others, but every episode of the Riverdale Register is fantastic. John and Caitlin bring astute insights, not just about Riverdale, absurdly funny and often accurate theories, fun banter, and great friendship chemistry to this podcast. You guys have kept me entertained and laughing during art school, long car trips, and now at my office job. Even when the sun sets on Riverdale, I hope you guys continue with other podcasts. I promise I'll listen to Do You Like Scary Podcasts as soon as I start to scream. You, you, oh my gosh. Remember, the podcast only starts... And finishes for season two. <laughs> season two of Scream. I remember that. I love that podcast. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you again for putting this podcast together and giving me a good laugh every week at the absurd ride as Riverdale. Keep being you, you guys. <laughs> thank you, Beck. Shout out. Shout out to Roberto as well. That's great. All right. Okay. Okay. You read that one. I heart. I heart the Riverdale Register. Also a five-star review. Uh, I happened across Riverdale on Netflix just in time to binge the first season and watch the second as it came out via the CW app. It was early in the second season that I found the Riverdale Register, thanks to a friend on Twitter. Nice. We're we're very we're big on Twitter. That's great. What's Twitter? Okay. <laughs> After binging all of the season one and getting up to date on season two, I realized that Do You Like Scary Podcast was a thing that existed and Guys. confirmed <laughs> I wow, that's two shots. I know. That's fantastic. Existed and confirmed my suspicions that John and Caitlin are truly the greatest humans ever. Uh, as the that only, is true. <laughs> as the only person in my friend group to be obsessed 
obsessed with MTV Scream, I finally felt at home listening back and re-watching season two along with y'all and laughing at Caitlin's Emma impression. So good. <laughs> your Betty is much better. Please tell me you're reviving it to cover the long-awaited and ultimately disappointing season three? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Anyways, Caitlin I... Caitlin has thoughts on that one. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Anyways, I love listening every weekend and following along with y'all on Twitter. Keep up the important work of watching this insane show and trying to sort out everything for us each week. I love this crazy show even when it frustrates me, mostly because I love listening to you all after each episode. P.S. Since I already went off on a tangent about another sexy teen drama podcast, thank you both for the intro to The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I love it. And now all I need is a good Nancy Drew podcast rec from y'all to complete the extended universe. She means the binging adventures. She means Sabrina. my podcast. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, KC32793 Heart. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> We got another five star from Sam Jam 37 titled John plus Caitlin equals perfection. I found this podcast after I binged the first season on Netflix. It started off as a guilty pleasure of sorts. Listen to you guys try to guess the plot as it went and what, if anything, Cheryl's batshit crazy decisions meant, while ultimately knowing how the season ended. From there, it morphed into an extra bonus, then to a nice companion to the show, and finally to its final form, a must-eat extension of the show to help convince myself that I'm not crazy and that, yes, Archie is oh-so-dumb, but oh-so-cute, that Betty's ponytail is the single best thing to ever come into my life, and that Hiram is, in fact, the best boy in Riverdale. He actually, he actually just got elected to it, unopposed. He did. unopposed. <laughs> Fantastic. I would like to give Caitlin an extra star for each time she has accidentally referred to Cheryl's secret twin. I like to believe that she is mm. secretly an all-knowing wizard, but then I guess I'd have to take away a star for each time during season one that John said that Betty was boring and she was his least favorite. Wow. You season lost one thing. was a different show. You know, the, <laughs> the later seasons have been written by Roberto, but the original season, that wasn't Roberto. That was your grandfather, listener. <laughs> He stole the he stole the rights away from your grandfather. Uh, these two know what they're talking about, and if you're looking for a fun discussion of the ridiculousness of all things Riverdale, then look no further. Keep having fun and keep trying to stay sane. P.S. Hiram Land is canon. Hashtag Hiram Land. Hiram Land. <laughs> Hashtag Hiram Land. Right. Oh, good. It's okay. a much shorter one. Oh, okay, great. I'm excited. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this one's called Worth a Listen, five-star review. Episodes can run a little long, and they can go on random tangents, which can be funny, but also a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. It's still a five-star review. I know. It's going to get better. I can feel it. Okay. But it's worth a listen for a Riverdale fan. Love the ridiculousness of Riverdale, and love listening to them try and dissect it. Thank you, Jen Hayden. You got to try. Yeah. You got to at least try. All right, five stars from Hlay MP or Hlay MP, usually better than the show itself. <laughs> By far and away the best Riverdale podcast out there. The hosts usually voice my exact thoughts and opinions on this great, but let's be honest, bonkers AF show. Sometimes I think I still tune into the show every week just to listen to the podcast, but honestly, I'd probably still listen anyway. True. I love and appreciate the deep dives that are done into connections to each episode and look forward to hearing each superlative and Rumordale theory. Also, thank you for giving us such gems as, gems as cucumber melon and Labone nut. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Wow, that's really sweet, guys. Stephen, before we jump into the episode, I have to ask, uh, so that they all know, what is what is your stance on Riffordale? Like, how Caitlin really loves it, and I'm more critical. Sure. Where do you fall? Or how I... have you felt about previous seasons? Okay, so 
Previous seasons, uh, as have been mentioned in your wonderful reviews, have been batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this season is no different, but it is my favorite so far, including the first season. Which, oh wow! Which is the one that like ever like got everybody hooked. Yeah. This to me is the best season of Riverdale. It's definitely a, gr- a much uh, a return to form after they really let it go off the rails last year. I think it has something to do with the fact that um, I'm not big on origin stories mm. lately, and I think a lot of people aren't. I think more and more people are like, okay, we're tired of. Like, we know where they came from. We get it. Like, let's get into it. Right. Which is why, personally, and this is a little bit of a tangent, and it's so classic RDR, um, which is why I think Charlie's Angels failed as a movie. Because it was an origin story. They should have just gone right into the butt kissing, butt kissing, (laughs) butt kicking, (laughs) right into the butt kicking, three, like, bad chicks just... Doing the dirty work of a creepy old white guy. Naomi Scott's character, the new one on that one, mm. her story was the least interesting of the three. Exactly. I, mean, I just wanted to watch Kristen Stewart keep doing whatever she was doing. Whatever in she that. was just having I the best done a, time. A whole another hour. <laughs> and like the and honestly, the best part of that movie is the credits at the end where yeah. she's just going through training. Like yeah. you could have opened with that. The world is the world's there now. It's mm-hmm. there. Like we get it. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's right. push forward. So this, I guess, is sort of my... This season, I'm <laughs> I'm not negating the other seasons, but this season just feels like all the characters are lived in finally. They're all finally just doing... They're still doing crazy stuff, but they're all just like doing what comes naturally to them. Okay. Oh, before we move on, I actually have two... I have two apologies uh, to make <laughs> to the RDR universe. I'm sorry, Stephen, we just started, so... No. Okay, I know, I know. Two apologies. So one, fast. One, one, this episode of RDR is coming out uh, a little later. Oh, right, A little yes. later than normal. I'm sorry, I did mean to make you explain that one. <laughs> a little later than normal, and it has to do with a whole bunch of characters, not just me, uh-huh. but I am here to explain as to what happened, and it'll be very quick and concise. Um, so... Caitlin went on vacation. She's the villain of the story. Okay? <laughs> Guys, hold on real quick before you continue. We all, Everyone needs to tweet at Caitlin about proper sunscreen etiquette oh. and after-sun treatment. Oh, sweet Caitlin. She is getting a sunburn She's out there. She's so burned. She's so burned, and uh, we feel for her. Well, she feels it oh, quite a bit. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, so Caitlin went on vacation. She's the villain of the story. Then my mom came into town. Well, then John really nicely asked me to uh, be a part of this episode. And I said, oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic. Just like, no, my mom's in town, but we're going to find a time to make it work. And my my work schedule also makes it difficult to plan things. True. So mom came into town. I was like, oh, it's mom. Like, she's fine. Like, she'll let let me off for two hours. I'll go do it and I'll come back. That was not the case. That was not the case. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation or an argument with a Latina woman who's already made up her mind. Uh, but can't say I have. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't go your way usually. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't go where you usually. So, mom is the secondary villain of this story, <laughs> and then um, John couldn't do it on Monday because the, of his schedule. But that doesn't make him a villain. It just makes him an obstacle <laughs> in the story. And so now Tuesday night is the only night that could work. Woo! <laughs> um, second. Um, Apology. Um, 
I don't normally sound like this. <laughs> I, 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 uh, those of you who have watched the or listened to the binging adventures of Sabrina know that I have much like like I guess higher or more like um, what's up piercing voice. You got and, a voice that cuts, right? And today I have a little bit of a uh, like a K love or a uh, like a like a national like a public. I'm radio hearing voice. a sexy rap. Yeah, it's a, so. a sexy rap. Uh, if those of you who are local to LA know that the weather is changing, it's changed completely. It'll be very very cold tomorrow. So uh, my allergies act up when that happens. Yeah, I apologize if I'm just slowly putting you to sleep. But uh, so that's it. Those are the two apologies. And Great, now, we could go for music in the morning. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on your morning drive. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) All right. This episode is called Chapter 64, The Ice Storm. And The Ice Storm is named after a uh, movie from from 1997, which is also based off of a novel from 1994, which is about people in the 1970s. So, it's just as hard to track down time period as Riverdale. Uh, It's about a wholesome family that is snowed in over Thanksgiving break and cracks begin to form in uh, their relationships. I mean, I had no idea there was an ice storm. They characters didn't mention it once. You know, you know what they really didn't do? Go outside in it at all. <laughs> we this have, is we ice storm was mentioned. I want to go back and watch it. Each but at, plot at, at least talk at about it once. At least 200 times. <laughs> and then <laughs> We did not see any ice, except it was, for on Pop's chocolate shop sign. <laughs> Everything will be dry next episode. It was no really ice. weird when they like said the ice storm in sentences where like it didn't really belong. Right. Like like just joking. I was like, oh, you guys are so cool writing wills in an ice storm. Right. And you're like, why did he mention that again? I don't understand. They My all, theory. We all know we're in an ice storm. Right. We get it. There's an ice storm. It's the name of the episode. We get it. Thank you. My theory is the writers put the words ice storm in the script as many times as they could to make it a drinking game. Go back and do it. Take a shot every time the words ice storm come in. It'll be a good time. I I just think they had to write a bottle episode and this was an easy way to do it. True. This episode was actually written by Arabella Anderson. She's written a couple before. She wrote No Exit, the one where Archie's attacked by a bear, and Jawbreaker, the one where Archie fist fights Hiram. Oh. oh, true. Fun Archie episodes, and so honestly, far. this was also pretty a, fun Archie, a good episode. Archie episode. Yeah, yeah. no, it's all right, Ar- Arabella. Right. Uh, this was directed by Alex Pillai, who was previously directed the Man in Black, which is the one where Archie and Jughead go to the farm, but not not the farm, a, the different farm. Oh, a different Kent farm. farm. The they go Kent to Kent Farm, farm. Smallville. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, not going to be our only Smallville reference for this episode. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Stephen. We got. Four main plots this week. We got Archie's. We okay. got uh, FP and Hiram. We've right. got Jughead and Betty, and we have Cheryl. Where would you like to go first? Ooh, uh, since Archie was the fun one, let's start with um, Betty and Jughead. Okay, I've been really into Jughead's arc so far this season. <gasps> yes, all stuff. So much character growth. Yeah, like, fantastic. He's one of the few characters that you can really, like, you can still roll with even when he's separated from everyone else. So, this one opens with Jughead asking his new professor DuPont after class about chipping suicide. And he's like, it was alcoholism, which my guess was gambling addiction, 
uh, I feel like I missed out. No, <laughs> yeah, no. And alcoholism. We, did we even see him take a drink? No, <laughs> never. But, <laughs> like, DuPont's just, like, in the sketch of a possibly, like, uh, alcoholism? I don't know. Okay, he killed himself. Get out of here. You Whatever. saw him kill himself. <laughs> Literally, he jumped out of the window in front of you. Yeah. So, so I, I, I definitely didn't murder him. I didn't him. kill him. I didn't, you didn't kill him? I, he, she, we he, did not kill him. <laughs> he full-on... Into the pool, dove out that window. Yeah, he just went straight out the window. Such a waste of a Sam Witwer. He's such a good actor. And we have not seen a body yet. No. No. Mm, Do you think he's coming back? uh, Maybe. You don't just kill off Sam Witwer by having him jump out a window. Although, it is a good way to kill off Sam Witwer by having him jump out a window. True, but again, haven't seen a body. And in Riverdale, if there's no body... There's no death. Okay, but even when you do see a body, like Jughead's in that flash forward a couple weeks ago, we're, we're still pretty sure he's not going to die. Right. Uh, that's probably like a prank that, or... Oh, our theory was that they're faking Jughead's death to get someone at Stonewall to believe he's dead. For that's a good theory. Yeah. That's a good theory. Thank you. Mm, yeah, I'm, like it's like the pufferfish sort of thing, trope, or idea that they use in a lot of... Yeah, yeah, know. like Batman has the toxin that slows, yeah, his, heart slows rate. his heart rate down. Yeah. So Jughead calls Betty because she's coming over for the weekend, uh, and he's like, hey, while we're over, do you want to do you want to solve a crime? And she's like, yes, always. This well, is we're snowed thing. in That's... during the ice storm. Right. Yes, I, Betty, I know about the ice storm. <laughs> Are you sure? It's, it's impacting travel greatly. <laughs> I don't care about the ice storm. By the way, Betty arrives at Stonewall very horny. So horny. And like the previous episode, she was also really horny. A lot of teen sex. Just, a lot of teen sex in this uh, this season of, of Riverdale. Not that there's but, not all. But like, it feels like they're distracted by it now <laughs> in a way they weren't before. Where they're like, I know, but like, we gotta have sex first. We gotta do it now. I need it now. It must have it. No, I, no, I agree. Uh, especially like, Varchi. Got a lot of Varchi sex. Got a lot of bug sex. No, they've been kind of quiet recently. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Just because they keep putting Veronica in her dumb plots. You know what it is? In preparation of this this podcast, I had to re I had to watch all the episodes I had been uh, missing. <laughs> so in my head, it's, it's all it's happened all very happened late. It's all time. happened very late. The, the sexy car wash. Right. The, se- oh the my sexy God. sleepovers. They've all been happening right. slowly, but surely. This episode is less sexy than those. It is the least sexy. I've well, you know what they say. Thanksgiving is the least sexy holiday. Do they say that? I don't know. <laughs> of all the episodes, this is the episode wearing a turtleneck. That's yeah, 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 that's right. right. It's a nice turtleneck, it's though. It's very nice. Uh, what is it? Oh, um, Jughead and Betty miss each other, which is only funny because they've seen each other like in every episode over right. the past couple of weeks. Uh, and Jughead's theory that DuPont threatened or blackmailed Chipping into killing himself. And his theory is based entirely on old yearbook photos that show them both wearing the same pin, which might be one of the Secret Society quill and skull. He the did a lot of research. He, he did figured a lot of research. He did the quill and skull, which is a nod to skull and bones at yes. Yale. Yes. Yeah. What is the skull and bones? Skull and bones. It's a it's a real society. So so we're to believe mm. that has. Uh, had CEOs come through, presidents, heads of state, ambassadors, every important person that goes to Yale or well-connected person that goes to Yale is sort of invited and initiated and then 
I don't know, become successful through that network. That's kind of cool and scary. Very cool and scary. Because I'm sure they can also destroy people. Well, and that's a one of what they're going well, it's for one of the one of the plot points, sort of, of this episode is in order to get into a lot of these societies, you have to spill your deepest, darkest secrets to the society. Huh. You're sort of giving up all of you to receive everything that the society offers. So they have a... So from my understanding is they have a file on you. That sounds just like Scientology. Yeah. Well, it sounds almost like any cult, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It sounds like any, any cult that you could join. This one just comes with a lot of money and power. So Jughead wonders if his classmates are in that society. Also, quick side note, Betty decides to order Chinese food in an ice storm. <laughs> Props to every restaurant that said no. Not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. You're not I mean, getting... I'm not going to send anyone out in this. <laughs> There's an ice storm. Yeah, we heard you. <laughs> we got it. We, we, know. we understand. We got windows. My goodness. It's very cool. No, so she settles for a, her Charlie Brown fantasy of having uh, junk food. I swear to God. Lily Reinhardt stopped acting at that moment, and she just played herself. <laughs> she just like, said, that wasn't Betty. That was Lily taking control. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, Charlie Brown Fantasy, That I had something different in my head when I thought of Charlie Brown Fantasy, but this one's more wholesome. I think uh, a very definitive Riverdale moment is then when Jughead sees an axe-wielding rabbit, and... Betty just whacks him in the back of the head, and they're like, "What? Why'd you do that?" She's like, "Because you had an axe and a mask on." It's so, uh, it's so Betty because I feel like Betty is the only character in the show that can ever just like follow through on something, like really get something done. I agree. Her swing has a great follow through. It's a great follow through. I mean, she knocked the guy out. Yeah, she took out Brett. That's a big guy. That's a big dude. He looks good in a t-shirt, by the way. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Brett. How's it going? (laughs) Uh, You douche with your face. (laughs) I mean, mean, come on. He's rich. (laughs) Very connected. You know know he's got a good family because they don't want him around for Thanksgiving. (laughs) They don't, no, no, Brett, you stay at the school. They don't care that you they didn't definitely, come home. Yeah. He's a real Eric, you know? Yeah. They just set him up. <laughs> they wouldn't have to see him anymore. <laughs> he said, you know what? You're not coming Yeah, Stonewall's a great school in Riverdale. <laughs> it's a great, great school. We'd rather you just stay there with your gross girlfriend, Donna. <laughs> oh, I hope she's not, she's not with him. Oh, no, probably not. Yeah, Donna is this character who, like, every other week, it's like, is she cool? No, she sucks. No, she sucks. All right, she's being cool this week. Nah, she sucks again. I'm pretty sure Donna sucks. I think Donna sucks. I'm pretty sure Donna sucks. Uh, so Betty stitches Brett up, and a note falls out of his pocket, which is reads like a suicide note for Mr. Chipping. They're like, we, we gave ourselves an assignment to write suicide notes for Mr. Chipping. There's nothing weird about that. It's a totally normal and cool thing people do. <laughs> I love that. And Jughead was like, but I'm in your class. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. We, we totally didn't. That was I mean, not over. And he was, like, he was like, it was a secret assignment for everyone but you. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not how that works. Yeah. Sure, Jan. Right. <laughs> sure, Jan. Sure. So I do like... 
that for once when they decide to play a game with the Stonewall kids, they just play a normal human game. A regular game. None of this Nobody like had to make it up. sins bullshit. Yeah, no, it's just like, just, yeah, we're just gonna play Never, never Have I Ever. ever. That's great. Which is honestly really funny with Riverdale characters. Like, Never Have I Ever Kissed a Girl. Alright, All right, yeah, kissed yeah. a fucking girl. Okay, and then the other one was like, Never Have I <laughs> yeah. Done Drugs. I was like, oh wow, I'm losing this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never Have I Ever Been in a Gang. Both Jughead and Betty put them down and they're like, Okay, Hold on, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, Betty, I see you. And then just, uh, I just, the fact that Jughead goes, never have I ever been in a secret society, and then looks at them and be like, come on, you gotta put your finger down if you're in a secret society. You can't uh, lie in this I game. I really thought I was gonna get you God. with that one. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get you with that one, guys. Shit. They'd be like, okay, okay, then you've got to drink the whole thing, which I didn't know was a rule. rule yeah. But that, we should do that. It sounds like that a real should be thing. should a real rule. You should have the option to not... Explain or yeah. is that it? No, or no, no, no. You no, ask no. and no, and, and everyone. If, if everyone right. like, keeps a finger up, you that. have to finish the drink. Yeah. I think that's cool, especially if you're doing it with a beer. If you're doing a flask of whiskey, that's yeah. probably mm. gonna mess some people up. But look with a beer, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I wonder what they were drinking. Hmm. It was in a flask. I bet it was whiskey. It had to be whiskey. Knowing Brett, or it's like, it's weirdly good scotch, <laughs> and you're like, you shouldn't be keeping this in a <laughs> We shouldn't keep this in a flask. No, it's a bad idea. I do like that they call Riverdale the capital of drugs. The drug capital of the world. I love it. The drug... Ca- what is, it? is that what they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the drug capital. So Betty uh, goes to refill the flask in Donna's room, and really she's just searching Donna's room, and finds a skull and uh, and quill tie clip with the, with the initials RC on it. So Chipping's first name was Rupert. Oh, sexy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yikes. There's no sexy Ruperts out there. I'm just kidding. To all the Ruperts out there, you are fine. <laughs> Jughead and Betty uh, accuse Brett and Donna of trying to cover up a murder. And then I there's just a fun Jughead line where he's like, you guys are so cool. <laughs> Writing the suicide notes, so cool. So cool. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, Jughead again, man. He's just like he's on he's on one with these people. Right. Because he's constantly constantly on one with these people. It's so funny that like his his he first he experiences just normal high school as an outsider. Then he goes to gang high school yeah. and becomes an insider. And now he's super outsider on this one and he's thriving. He's just and having like, the best Oh, it's time. actually easier when I just fight everyone. <laughs> It's better when they all ignore me unless they want to persecute me, yeah. and that's the best. That's when I get at it. I think because you know, he's a creative man. Creative people have to be tortured in order to really like write something it's, great. Maybe his writing will get good now. That's, that's what. It's <laughs> true. Maybe his stories will get chosen for class. Uh, Donna tells them that she was having an affair with Chipping. I don't believe this for one second. Not, not at all. Because like, if they were doing that, that would have been a six storyline, and they would have put it on screen. You know what, you say that, but Riverdale has this, like, sort of, like, dark past of not putting full-on storylines into a show. <laughs> right. into a show. You- Don't even start with me on the quarantine mess of season three. I, se- I sent you the quiz of, like, which which uh, boarded Riverdale storyline are you? I haven't taken it yet, but the quarantine... I'm, I'm Betty's sexy dance. <laughs> Okay, the there's, a, there's an entire quarantine, and it, like the next episode. Wow, wow that quarantine! <laughs> wow, that quarantine was like crazy, wasn't it? Good thing was we like, all got through that quarantine I was together. Like, was it? Was it crazy? <laughs> Not to mention 
The next Hiram Lodge. Oh, and he's the mayor now. Uh, Hiram. Ran unopposed. Yeah. Hiram, my dreams become rare. mayor. Next episode. My I'm dream mayor. is to is to sell rum. <laughs> Third episode. I'm mayor and I have my rum. <laughs> Whole storylines <laughs> missing. <laughs> it's like you you it's like we're miss it's like we like missed. Here we an are in the eighth season of Riverdale. <laughs> We've just when? been skipping a bunch of episodes. When did this happen? Aborted storyline of the twins aging. They are still infants. Oh yeah. How long has it been? What's the timeline They got here? born somewhere in season two. I remember because Polly showed up and they're like, you're not pregnant. Yeah, I had them. <laughs> yep. Again, another one. <laughs> another storyline. Whole pieces of story just missing. It's fine. I'm fine. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining me on your morning trip. So... Jughead's confused. Betty thinks Donna is playing them. So does Stephen and I. Right. <clears throat> Uh, then she gets really horny again and they start having sex, but they're being recorded by an extremely obvious camera. Mm, yeah. That's like blinking a red light, too. You're like, wow, you guys didn't notice that? Because we noticed it pretty quick. <laughs> we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty aware. <clears throat> this is a... Uh, to Sam Whitworth. Go, going back to Sam Whitworth. Yeah. Love him. Wanted to come back. I mean, I have always known him, of course. I knew him as Davis Bloom from Smallville, which is my... My small, my Smallville. He was Doomsday. Oh right, was I was Doomsday. not watching Smallville at that point. Yeah, he was great in the U.S. version of Being Human. Adam Wait is that character's name? Really? I believe. Oh wow, I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he played Mr. Hyde on Gotham. No, Mr. Hyde on Once Upon a Time. Oh, like Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That was yeah, him. This guy's doing this great. Guy's he was been... in this past season of Supergirl. Yeah. Wow, so he's on the two Superman he's, shows. He's he's and firmly in each. Once universe. Crisis hits, they're all connected. He's firmly in all universes. Wow, he was he was in Star Wars video games. Oh, yeah. see, Sam was doing great. Yeah, no, he's the best. He's a nerd. He plays D and D. I like him. Oh, nice. Okay. Anyway, uh, the hand, the headmaster of uh, Stonewall Prep looks like Santa Claus. <gasps> he kind of does. He uh, and he talks to Donna. Apparently, she came out about the whole chipping thing. And Brett's like, well, I guess there's no doubting it now. Definitely suicide. If and in you wanted response, us to not doubt it, you shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> response, Betty makes a... Stephen, you watched Trial and Error, right? I did for a little while there. Say it with me now. Murder <laughs> board. Murder <laughs> board. Murder <laughs> board. <laughs> <laughs> and she does it. Here we go. And she's got a black X over See, Sam Whitworth. This is why they cleared out Betty's cult storyline so fast. Like it went away real quick this Super season. Super fast. So they could they could tag her on to Jughead's story, I think. I think I think fans like it more when Bughead is doing it. I mean the story together. engine of the whole show is getting these kids together in different pairings and seeing what happens and yet they keep dividing them into separate storylines and then they like meet up once and everybody be like oh your thing is kind of crazy too i was almost killed last night all right see you after class i'm just i'm tired of varchie and i'm tired of bughead i know i know don't at me or, or do whatever at me no because there, but- there's a different dy- they're two smart people solving crimes and two dumb people <laughs> trying to fight criminals and like you want to give one of them a smart person like somebody like let's switch teams here like, you know uh, what I mean? like uh, Betty's Betty's the brains Archie's the muscle Veronica Veronica's the money helping uh, actually yeah. Veronica and Jughead probably wouldn't work that I would think, probably be insufferable uh, probably I think they both can you imagine Veronica doting on Jughead the way she dotes on Archie <sighs> Jughead would be like 
please don't touch me. Right. Please get away want, from me. I don't want your money. I don't, I don't want, want any, I don't, any I don't want any of this. None of this, please. But I do, I, <clears throat> I really do want to throw it out there that I am a severe Barchi fan. Well, I just want to see it. My, I my, want to see more of it. I want, I want like, even if we got to do, look, this is my plead. <laughs> okay. Even if we got to do like an alternate universe episode, like pl- just give me one episode where, like I something just, I would do. where I can just like enjoy my barchiness. My, you know I mean? my hope dream theory uh, is that at the end of the season, when they graduate high school, we just kind of time jump over college and come back and like maybe some of the couples are in different positions maybe uh, Archie and Betty could be a couple now that would be fantastic but if they did it you know it would be almost entirely to break them up and put her back with Jughead yeah not long no it's true it's true there was that there was that moment where uh we all thought Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt had broken up and everyone's first thought was is is Bughead gone (laughs) (laughs) is Bughead done does this mean they're gonna break him up in the show All right, where do you want to go next? Archie, FP and Hiram, or Cheryl? Oh, Cheryl's the craziest, so let's go crazy. So I really hate Cheryl's arc this season. I personally think that all of Cheryl's arc is a fever dream, that she is just locked somewhere, getting heavily medicated somewhere, (laughs) and she's going to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I've missed a whole year of school. If anyone's being drugged, it's Tony Topaz. Four. Sure. There's something wrong with that girl. Definitely. I mean, the, the pussy can't be that good. I think Cheryl killed all the other serpents. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl sits down next to Tony and is like, Happy Thanksgiving. We are dumping my uncle's body in Sweetwater River. She says it with a smile just on before, her yeah, face. Pleasantly, just before it freezes, that by springtime, quote, the salmon will have gobbled up his eyes. <sighs> Cheryl, do you not see the irony here? Of dumping a body in Sweetwater River. And all... <laughs> what the fuck is wrong Some, with you? Someone from the same bloodline. Like, like dude, you are... You are cold-blooded. Oh, here's the thing. Um, that's also a bad idea. Uh, because if a river freezes over, uh, it makes the body less likely to decompose. It actually makes it makes it slow down. So it will just stay there until the whole river thaws back out. Yeah. And then it will float to the top. And she should know that because that's, that's how what, she solved... That's how they, her brother was... That's how she found her brother. Yeah, he yeah. was kept cold for a number of months, and right. then when he jumped in the river, he was found. Right. Because that's not how decomposition works. <laughs> she knows. Cheryl. She knows. You wanted to kill yourself under the ice. You didn't think about... It's fine. Whatever. Who are you? (laughs) What happened to you? And Tony's like, I feel like someone's watching me. Is it the creepy doll? The creepy grandmother? The creepy girlfriend? The creepy kid who's living in the walls? There's someone living in the walls. Is there... Is it the creepy brother? Who is... Oh, yeah, the corpse? (laughs) The corpse? He was a corpse that just... The corpse who sits in the corner of your room where you you have sex at night? It could be any one of those. (laughs) So Tony tells Cheryl that... Aunt Boring is out on the street. I call them the Borings because... They're so boring. Fuck, man. Damn. I mean... This... Cheryl's plotline really did just waste our time for two weeks. Like, did. if you don't have anything, just don't just write don't anything. Sure. Right. No one cares about the state of the maple hit slash heroin business. Also, isn't it failing? Why doesn't she just let her sell it? It's a failing maple right. business. Right. Why... Just Cheryl, sell it. you clearly have no interest in business. Right. You... I haven't <laughs> or seen Or school you. or... 
What do you think you're going to do? The money (laughs) runs out eventually. I haven't seen her go, like, tap a maple tree or, like, you know, go, like, try and get some, like, syrup Or, you know, leave the house. Right. Since episode one. Right. So I don't know what what her whole deal is, but it looks like she's going through something. Um, When Tony goes to tell Cheryl this, Cheryl is, for some reason, wearing, like, a skin-tight red gown. She keeps it so tight. (laughs) Keeps it so tight. Madeline Pesch, man. (laughs) Shell decides to scare off her family by inviting her to a quote-unquote traditional Blossom Thanksgiving that will involve a family legend and a performance piece. And I'm going to be honest, the first time I see this, I kind of missed the part that said performance piece. Performance piece. And there is straight up no other point in the episode where it suggested they do not actually do what they say they do here. And a part of me still thinks they really they did really what did they it. said they do here. I would like she put, told Tony it was a performance piece, and then she went to Nana. and was like, "Now cook him into the meat pie." No, I think it is. It does come up back later that it's lamb. I, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, not not great, not great. Full on Donner party there. Yeah, <laughs> really don't yeah. appreciate. That. Aunt and uh, cousin Boring join the Blossoms. I do like cousin Boring because that actor Boring. gives great face. He does. He does give good face. What is the that character's name? It is um because it's a really Fester. Fester. That's right. Why did cousin, I remember that? Cousin Fester. That the Blossoms are eating meat pies, which is not traditional Thanksgiving food at all, and gross. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, they, calling it a meat pie makes it sound way more gross than, like, a chicken pot pie. Or, like, a shepherd's pie. <laughs> right, right, yeah. They're meat pies. <laughs> okay. I'm going I'm to pass on dinner today. Cheryl's like, let's talk about fun Thanksgiving traditions. Sorry, no, she calls them, she says, remnants about some Thanksgivings of yore. <laughs> Which... Who talks like that? Steven, you're the, you're the Sabrina specialist. That's right. <clears throat> Didn't they do... A Thanksgiving episode where they eat people? They did, but it's... They did do... And it's um, called... Oh, gosh. I was um, either drunk or very tired when I watched this episode. Feast? The Feast of... I'm on fire for remembering you, things I should God, not be able to remember. Yeah, so... Ask they, me what my social security number is. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to go look it up. I don't know. Yeah, you're going to have to go look it up. Um, yeah, they, that was the episode where they had to, like, sacrifice... Like a one of their own, yeah. And like someone volunteered someone for it. Someone volunteered. No, no, they have to be oh, no. chosen. Right, but they hoped it would be. But them. It, they, but everyone really wanted to be eaten. <laughs> everyone really, really wanted to be eaten. I feel like the blossoms were like the first fanboys of the witches. Yeah, and we're like, we're just like you. And the witches were like, nah, but you don't actually have magic. You don't like, have but, but like. We Can we just still be, like, a part of the community? No, fine, we're going to practice everything you practice. We're going to be witches. Like, but, yeah, but you're not. But you're not. You're not. That's not how it works, so maybe just don't eat people. <laughs> what if they were, like... Oh, no, we're going to eat people even harder. What if, they were, what if the witches were all like, look, we don't want to. We just have to. You really can't. Listen, if we could, we'd eat all of you right now. <laughs> we'd save the whole world the trouble. Really? But... Just, it's just gamey and doesn't offer us anything. Oh, so gamey. Um, so yes, yes, you are correct. They have a whole tradition where they eat people. So now this is a blossom tradition. So that's fun. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's a fun time. Uh, Cheryl's like, 
so you're eating Uncle Boring. Right. And they're like, <gasps> and then Tony wheels Jason's body out. And she's like, happy Thanksgiving. And they're like, ah. Oh, yeah, because they said, you're bluffing. And yeah. then she was like, I'll prove I'm not bluffing. Dead body. <laughs> I have a dead body right here. Yeah. So I can prove that you're eating your husband. A completely different dead body. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that doesn't one does not equal the other, but they're equally as disgusting. So so yeah, they they pull a a Scott Tennerman and the the Borings run away. Mm. Sorry, that was a South Park reference. Oh, so, yeah. Scott Tennerman. Wait, what is that? Like? It might be. It's probably the the episode that put South Park on the map. Is that uh, Cartman has this bully Scott Tennerman, yeah, who like just makes fun of him all the time, and Cartman keeps trying to get him back with like these really juvenile and stupid attempts, and none of them work, right? Uh, and then they enter a chili cook-off together. Oh yeah, and Cartman wins, and Scott's like, "Oh my god, this chili is fantastic! What's in it?" And he's like, "Funny, you should ask," and tells this whole story about how he hunted and killed Scott's father. Oh. Chopped him up and cooked him into the chili that everyone is eating. Oh my god. And he's like, that's what you get for coming, calling me a dumbass or whatever it was whatever that Scott did, which was like so much lower level. <laughs> oh my god. That uh, is terrible, uh, but I'll have to watch. So, um, Tony, I just want to remind you you have a family that loves you, you have a grandfather that lives in town. You should see them for Thanksgiving and to her family, help her! She doesn't leave. No, that's what I'm saying. She doesn't leave this Something's house. happened. Yeah. This is the same girl who last season was like, it makes me uncomfortable what you're doing with this gang that, that you said you got for me. Yeah. Uh, which is also weird. She hasn't uh, had any opinion. But then ever since they had that makeup sex and got back together, she's yeah. just been like, she's a utility. She's a, she's a part of Cheryl. She's not a person anymore. Right. She hasn't had any decisions. She hasn't made any like choices. Right. And she, the one time she was like, let's bury your brother. By the end of the episode, the body's the back. The body's already back. Out and of she's it. like, I guess I live with this. Like, like, like it's not like she's messy you. in the bedroom. <laughs> she's she's keeping, keeping dead, dead people bodies around. in the house. And there's a scary doll she's and a scary grandmother. Scary, it's, you killed a person for her. That's great. It's not great. No, it's not great. But that guy was a shitty. He was boring. He and was that's different boring. than being shitty. It's much worse. <laughs> it's much, much worse. <laughs> because you know a few seasons, like a season from now, we're going to be like, remember that time Tony killed a guy? And to- and Caitlin will be, no. Mm. Caitlin will say Do she not does not remember that plot line. <clears throat> so, and then Cheryl's like, Tony, I love you. <laughs> which, which honestly, Fuck was, this. it was the strangest <laughs> way to end a plot, a plot line with, but, I mean, fine. Fuck this whole storyline. It's so bad. Get them it. out of the house. I Seriously. Go have them meet, like, meet new people. Or start a new gang. Or kill somebody that matters. I don't understand what's happening. Because clearly these two episodes are meant to drag out the storyline a little bit. Right. Bring in an alternate conflict so we don't have to talk about the person living in the walls that they haven't figured out is there yet. Or the but dead like, body they keep in a wheelchair. Just... Just, just do it. Like, let's just. As soon, we're all gonna be dealing with dead Jughead. Like, right. right. We're running out of time. Is what I'm saying. There's Cheryl's no, running out of time. The thing that always makes me mad in shows is when they like hold off on the big moments so they can all happen in the finale, and you're like, okay, but everything leading up to this was kind of like bled. But like, you know what? Then Riverdale, Riverdale does this a lot. They hold all their plot lines until the very end, and then they have thirteen 
to wrap up in one episode, and right. they can do max seven. Right. So then there's a whole bunch of plot lines that have to either, one, die, two, never get spoken out, uh, yeah. about again, or yeah. three, go into the next season, which never happens properly. Cult. Oh, it did. You're right. Okay. Or going to he the next a rocket. Season. It was yeah. I, I remember he was dressed like uh, evil can evil can evil. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. Or going to the the next season. But, yeah. But I mean, very rarely, we lose out yeah. on like four or five plot lines that way. Right. And like, there's nothing wrong with like a like a cool, fully developed out plot line. Nothing wrong with it. That just like happens at its come own on. speed. Let's talk about it. So, uh, come on. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want to do FP and Hiram or Archie? Yes. yes. FP and Hiram. FP and Hiram. Okay. Yes, a plot for two adult characters I with no it. children around. So Hiram is mayor. Unopposed. Unopposed. And a guy who went to jail twice, who later in the storyline, someone says, everyone would be happy if you were dead. Unopposed. <laughs> no. Now, here's my question. They, The mayoral race was already happening, or... So the mayor was... Hermione. Then she went to jail, and you right. can't be the mayor from jail. Famously, famous rule. Yeah, cannot be the mayor from jail. And then, and there then now was they're a, both out there, of jail. There was a special election. Or I guess off screen. It happened in two weeks. It yeah. happened three months ago. Not even Sierra McCoy, who was mayor, ran against him right. for mayor. You're saying there's no one in Riverdale that said, "Hey, they're both in jail. Like maybe I have a shot." Like I get it. We did a mayoral race story. I don't want to do one again either. No. So why did you make Hiram want to become mayor? I don't understand. He already owns the town. Right. And and actually being mayor actually puts you in a in a like a box. It puts you in a legal box. The you, only power it gives him is control over FP. Right. And you're like, but what do you need that for? He's like, you have plenty of power. What's right. the point of you be, becoming a mayor? Can, you bought Archie the gym. I'm sure you have like a backup plan for that. Plenty. There's plenty of that. That's going to be the roller coaster for Listen, Hiram. I'm just I'm over Hiram in power. That's nothing interesting about that. I want to see Hiram out of power. I want to hire, see Hiram with nothing. Yeah. Or I want to see Hiram dead. I was thinking, but about like this I want to see Scrappy. Hiram's broke, and he's still like he's got like crazy stepdad hair and like trying to kill Archie with his bare hands. Right. Or something. I was thinking about this earlier. Um, eat. There's a th- there's this thing I have about villains that are too powerful. Uh, I it's one of the reasons why I didn't like uh, Endgame Part One um, because Infinity War. I'm sorry, Infinity War, Part One with with Thanos, where yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. he was just incredibly too powerful of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I I, I the plot lines I, I, they just frustrate me as they do the character the the good guys that people were were you know, rooting for, but that, that sort of unchecked, un, like unimaginable power, it just doesn't, it doesn't flow well with me, especially for a, like a hero's arc, like a hero's story, which is this, this is supposed to be. Yeah. A lot of the, um, the CW superhero shows have the same problem. I think it's a huge problem on the flash where the villain is always winning until the very end. Right. And there's just something way more excited about you're a, a half defeated villain who has to think on their feet and yeah. like they're going to be way more dangerous at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you when you like you back a like a wild dog into a corner, you know yeah. what I mean? It gets right. It gets 
feral. It gets mean. Mm-hmm. Even more <clears throat> mean-spirited than taking away a Thanksgiving dinner from homeless kids. Right, right. <laughs> Which, honestly, I don't think can get any meaner. I, what's, yes. <laughs> what's the real point of that? I think that's like that's like mustache-twirling, that's like right. tie someone to rate train tracks kind of evil. That's right. Veronica is like, no, I'm not eating Thanksgiving meal with you all at the country club. I'm going to go to the El Rayon. He's like twiddling the mustache he doesn't have. Like, oh, the one where a man was beaten up out front? I think it's a real problem down there. (laughs) Who could have done such a thing? (laughs) (coughs) So Veronica, in a, in a, act of petty revenge. I do like the petty revenge. So fantastic. She serves a lot of good petty revenge this episode. So much petty revenge. Uh, grabs just a massive amount of food from that country club yeah. and brings it to the El Royale for Archie and his plot. Uh, that's when FP enters and has to tell Archie that he's been ordered to shut this Thanksgiving dinner down by Hiram. But he tells Archie that he was like, eh, do it anyway. I don't give a shit. <laughs> He's what like, am what I going to do? Come arrest you in this ice storm? <laughs> Hiram's not going to come and check in this ice storm. <laughs> so much ice storm. What I'm saying is, be careful about the ice storm. <laughs> it's going to be rough out there on those roads. I know the kids aren't driving, but they also only own hoodies. So right. we're, they're going to need some help. Not a lot of padding there. Uh, so <clears throat> back at the Phallus household, Oh, right. Which is, we haven't had a chance to talk about how weird it is that the so weird. the Coopers and the Joneses just just live together as a mom and dad who are fucking, and two two kids who are fucking. That's right. We're just a house with that a, With a half-brother between them both. <laughs> we are a house of a fuck. And Jellybean. <laughs> That's right. FP and Alice. Alice wants to... <clears throat> well, actually, sorry. We'll get, get to that. No, fuck it. Alice wants to go get dinner at Pop's. They don't even bring Jelly Bean. Oh, yeah, where's the kid? Where's Jelly Bean? Didn't they have a kid? Wait, who's feeding Jelly Bean? <laughs> That's fine. She can take care she of She went upstairs at Halloween. Oh, yeah. And we have not seen her come back down. Hmm. Is she okay? Is she still up there? Uh, Someone not, check on Jelly Bean. Uh, we're not sure. Maybe she just has a whole stash of like uh, cash and food up there. Let's hope so. <laughs> I love Pops because, well, well first, first... Uh, Veronica goes back to her... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Veronica finds her family is ordered in for the day. Hermosa, Hermosa evil Veronica, is just like, <laughs> I'm so excited to have Thanksgiving meal with you. And Frank's like, I don't like you. Oh. Uh, and Dad, I don't like you either. And she does another petty move where she pulls, pulls all, pulls all the, the food, food off the, the table. Yeah, I love a discount Veronica. She's the best. Uh, Hermosa, which means beautiful in Spanish. It means evil Veronica. <laughs> In English. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so she does that, and then and now, uh, yeah, that's right. Now I remember. They go to Pops. Oh, this is what I was going to say about <clears throat> Pops. I love Pop because anybody can walk into his place. He's like he's like neutral. I don't think he likes or dislikes anybody in this, in this town. Right. Anybody can walk in. Even the evil mayor, Kingpin, walks in with his wife, his ex-wife, his estranged wife, and he goes... Hey guys, sitting where you like. Come on. Yeah, in. You know? he's fine. He lives there. And then the ex gang. Uh, there leader. was like twice where he wasn't around, and it was like someone delivered a snake to Hermione, and that family man tried to kill Veronica. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when he's not around. When it's closed, right. it doesn't close. <laughs> but it doesn't close because it's twenty four hours. Pop always looks sad about always. something. No, yeah, he this does. week 
probably the ice storm. I think it's the ice storm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You, did you hear about the ice storm, Stephen? <laughs> One more character mentions this damn ice storm. I got it. We understand. We're aware. <laughs> There's honestly really great acting in the moment where Hermione and Hiram arrive at Pops and Alice invites them to join them. <clears throat> right. Where FP just like puts his fork down like, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> The adults reminisce. It would have been, it would have been weird because they are the only two couples in the restaurant. Right. I think it's weird that Pops is open on Thanksgiving, but apparently he doesn't have family. Pops doesn't. Pops. Pop doesn't have family. He also has to feed this entire town every day. There's Constantly. a lot of business There's coming through Pops. Why didn't they order? Why didn't Betty and Jughead order from Pops? Because ostensibly he's a train ride away is oh. how they they describe it. So like, oh yeah, she had to like I travel mean, in the ice storm. Honestly, knowing Pop, I could see him like getting on an Amtrak train and be like, I got to bring this. He's got an overcoat two on, stops. a hat. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Mister. So I was like, sir, are you gadget. moving money? He's like, no, burgers. <laughs> My boy needs them. <laughs> Keep going, brother. Keep going. Uh, so. The adults reminisce, mm. uh, not specifically about that time they played a murder game together. Right. Uh, which would be the I, only thing I Which is weird, because from what I understand, that was their entire friendship, and then they were like, and we don't talk anymore. Right. Uh, and I was like, what if we continue downstairs over drinks? My daughter owns the place. <laughs> my wife works there. <laughs> and I wife? own the rum. <laughs> my, my estranged wife? Nah, yeah, we're having sex. Ah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. We'll have a toast to Fred. Damn it, if you say Fred, I'll go along with anything. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, although FP isn't really a fan of Hiram's rum. Do you, do you think Hiram's rum would be good? What do you think Hiram's rum would taste like? I don't know. Like trying too hard? Like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. Like it's a... Uh, wow, this feels like crime. <laughs> it smells like, uh, it smells like gunshot residue. <laughs> And leather. <laughs> Bound leather books and gunshot residue. And sweat? Is someone, sweat? Is someone sweating into yeah, my jock strap? Oh, uh, God. I'm still going to drink it, but that's only because it was $15 for a shot. Hiram's like, hey, FP, thanks for closing the El Royale. And FP's like, yes, I definitely closed totally the El Royale. Totally did that. Like totally, did that boss. To. <laughs> totally did that, boss. Thanks. But, I, but I'm also not a puppet. All right, yeah. They get yeah, mad at each other. Probably by that time... Uh, FP's probably still mad about the time they tried to kill Jughead, and I'm still mad about the time FP tried to kill him. Ah, so much killing. So much Uh, attempted killing. So FP tries to kill him again. (laughs) You know what? For old time's sake. Here's the thing. Who doesn't want to put their boss up against a bar and just smash a bottle of rum and put it right up to their neck and go, I will kill you. Steven, how was work this week? It was fine. (laughs) It was fine. It was only two days. I'm actually off for the rest of the week. Isn't that nice? Oh, wow. No, I still have work tomorrow. (sighs) And then I'm off for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's what that's what. I know. Well, that's cool. Mark wanted to get one more day of shooting in. He, and, you, know what? you know, you got to it when weekly when, TV is a it's a hell of a drug. And when the harm, and when the harmonizer wants something, the harmonizer gets it. <laughs> Ooh, we don't call him that. Uh, <laughs> I can think uh, of please, a bunch of reasons why. <laughs> please, uh, please tweet at Mark Common. Just call him the harmonizer. Oh, I I doubt that man has Twitter. <laughs> really hope he doesn't find my Instagram. <laughs> Uh, here's my question for the show for Riverdale why are we treating this the murder of Hiram Lodge like some kind of line we shouldn't cross when you cross this line all the time 
just last, just a couple weeks ago, the FBI agent found out about, you know, the man they killed in the kitchen, the Coopers killed in the kitchen. Oh, and yeah, the body. about that. And he's like, don't worry, FP and I will go and cover this up again. And it's like, so we're cool with that. Right. Uh, we're cool with Archie, like, well, I mean, the, we weren't cool with Archie running around the streets with a gun. But, like... Never like that. It just feels like <clears throat> there's no reason why FP should think, oh, no, I shouldn't kill. Yeah, no, I agree. Actually, that's weird. Like, that's weird that, that that's the... Because yeah. you're sheriff? <laughs> he was a gang leader before. Now he's a sheriff. He's got a... He's about to become a gang leader again. Oh, I love it. He's a modern man. He can have it. FP's like, I'm a serpent to my bones. And I was like, so be a serpent. Right. There's no rule saying you can't be both. To which I would argue, I think there is. I think most of the rules actually say that. I think, you cannot be both. I yeah. think turning the serpents into a uh, cop gang is much worse. Hashtag cop gang. Than what they were before. <laughs> cop gang. Yeah. Coming to you on CBS. CBS. <laughs> it's called The Oath and it's on Crackle. Oh! Go watch The Oath on Crackle, yeah, everybody. Watch the Oath on Crackle. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about Archie's plot? Oh, are we done with that one? Yeah, we're done, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he gets to be both, and... Oh, yeah, it's time. Yeah. It. Oh, my God, yeah. yes. Finally, uh, my favorite plot. Caitlin, Caitlin never puts Archie at the end. She always tries to get him away, get him out of the way first. Well... I like Archie. I do things differently I think than Caitlin does. Great this episode. Archie did fantastic. He leaves flowers at Fred's grave. So true, so just great. so nice. Not a hint of snow or a storm on the way. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Maybe it was earlier. We don't know what time is. Time is just a concept. Meanwhile, uh, Dodger's family, the Dickinsons, oh, get it? Yes, like the Artful Dodger, right? And From, written by Charles Dickens. By Charles Dickens. That's right. And then there's Bill, as in uh, Bill Sykes, also in that story, and Fagin, like also in that story. Yeah. So, so much Stephen, do you do you recognize the uh, the woman who plays Dodger's mom from anything? I know her name is Darla. The, in the character, the character name is Darla, but I, she's got like a like a cokehead energy. So, um, did she play a cokehead in something? <laughs> in a previous episode of Riverdale, she was the shady man's girlfriend. Oh my gosh, she was. Who was like, I'm not leaving the Cooper house until you tell me what happened to him. So Holy she's got Toledo. One move. <laughs> She's just, I'm not going anywhere until I get what I want. She stays in places for a really long time, a <laughs> really lot longer long than time. she should. She, so, Was it the is same, the is shady she, man Dodger's dad? Is she playing the same character? I don't think so, I, but we're going to say she is. I think that's great. Fun fact, this actress is 38. Guess how old Dodger's actor is? 35? 38. Yeah. Oh, God. But she's his mom. So here we go. But she's his mom. My son. I remember when my son was born. It was minutes after I was born. (laughs) Now it's possible. It's possible because they're all meth heads that they that they're not actual family. They just like she like plays the mama character. And she doesn't call herself a mother until late in the episode. But then she's like my son. Right. And you're like, well, you're a bit the same age. So like maybe not. Uh, Archie and Mad Dog tell all the kids and Mad Dog's brother, Sad Dog, that they're hosting Thanksgiving uh, with an open door policy. And I'm reminded again that this is a good character arc. And 
I actually really wish Fred Andrews were around to see it. I know. Because he would be truly proud, and he'd be in every episode with this stuff. I'm just... Uh, Veronica brings them their food for Thanksgiving, and FP's like, that, do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, whatever. Again, Archie had that previous episode where they're like, make friends with the neighbors, and he's like, I challenge you to stop me, neighbors, or I'll call on my friend's dad the sheriff, or my mom the lawyer. (laughs) And you're like, that's not how you make friends. (laughs) Uh, So, Mary... It's talking to Archie, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to help. And she's crying, and she misses Fred, and they're doing exactly what he'd be doing. It was kind of really good um, uh, really good work from Molly McBeal to this week. Molly what? Molly McBeal, as in Ally McBeal, because she was a lawyer. Get it? Oh. Sure. You didn't watch Ally McBeal? No. With Callista Flockhart? <laughs> no, no, I know of Ally McBeal. Oh, I loved that show. Wait, hey, what years well, was that on? Okay, I, first of all, I wasn't alive There was, was on, something I was I watching. I loved the show because it's on Hulu, I think. It, it was on while we were like watching TV. I remember it was like on right before a show I watched. I just can't remember what show it was. It's where like, Lucy Liu got her start, too, I think. Hmm. Fun fact. Lucy Liu of, Fun fact. of Charlie's Angels. Lucy Liu of Charlie's Angels. Canonized <laughs> in the new Charlie's Angels. <gasps> That's right. It's a continuation. It's like a like a third episode there. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Veronica shows up to Thanksgiving Day and check if uh, Archie's okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Come on. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to handle this anyway. And that's when uh, Ma Dickinson comes in. And meets Archie, and she's like, but you're just a child. You're just a child. Why are all these children killing the boys I love? <laughs> she does kind of have that accent. What accent is that? Is it like a like an old southern accent? <laughs> oh, the, the boys. It's like a Blanche uh, Devereaux kind of accent. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what, like, oh, it's like Blanche Devereaux, but if she was a crackhead. <laughs> right, right, that's it. That's what I was going for. Good. Uh, the heat keeps going on into the red on Archie's deep fryer. Archie's deep frying the turkey because his dad deep fried turkey, which gave me Gilmore Girls flashbacks. Oh, I love that. We deep fried turkey. Yeah, Never really? Know. Is it good? Oh, it's the best. Okay. But it doesn't stay as long, so it's not good for leftovers. So did you know you're not supposed to deep fry it inside? Yeah, you always do it outside. Who the, who the fuck? <laughs> Why did deep frying it inside so- make the heat go up so much? Uh, well, there's no, there's no, like... It's getting very, very hot. There's no, um, what's the word? Uh, Vent? Yeah. Ventilation. There's no no ventilation inside. Okay. Yeah, bad idea. Also, it's probably getting (laughs) super hot inside the place. Mm. Well, that's okay, because there's an ice storm outside. (laughs) So they need the heat. They like like honestly they were all like man thank God I the deep fryers here I should have turned this podcast into a drinking game the amount of times we've had to say the phrase ice storm is I told just, you to bring something I'm telling you Dude, we could go get some alcohol right we now from downstairs for the rest of it every time we say ice storm just take a shot anybody who's listening <laughs> you, do it if you're driving I don't care take the shot take the shot it could, yeah. actually hold on no, no I don't do that I mean we don't have sponsors but right. like I I don't want to no, so, yeah, I don't want to say that, that. yeah no, it, a water. A shot, <laughs> a of, shot water. of water. Get, get it really hydrated. Get hydrated. <laughs> right, yeah. Stay hydrated. So, uh, Eddie tells Archie th- about the about the Dickinsons. So when he goes to speak to them next, he's like, hey, go away. 
And she's like, I'm not leaving. There's an ice storm outside. <laughs> and then she pulls a gun. She's it's like, also, I think you heard Dodger. Right. <laughs> wow, we went from zero to gun real fast. Show us the masked man. <laughs> yeah, we went from zero to gun real like, fast. His name is the Black Hood. I mean, <laughs> it's not the Black Hood. She also calls him Carrot Top. And I really like, I would love more Archie uh, nicknames. More Archie nicknames would be nice. Like, based off other redheads, or... Maybe. Yeah, maybe based off other redheads, or just in general. What about the Red Paladin? Was that a cool nickname for No, it was Archie? dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> I hated that. So, yeah, her plan is to just not leave until the masked man shows up. Damn it, Darla! Someone should have just been like... He can't come. There's an ice storm outside. <laughs> no one's coming. No one's coming. Anyone who's coming is already here. <laughs> yeah. Already right here. Um, and they have like a sort of like a Spartacus style, like, I'm, I'm well, the one yeah. who'd be uh, first, Archie first Archie's first idea is, well, I got a drawer full of confiscated weapons in the, in the office. <laughs> to which Veronica's like, maybe we don't do that. Yeah, maybe don't <laughs> maybe add, don't add more weapons to this situation. <laughs> which, less weapons. Hey. Hella appreciate that. That's, really That's a very good Archie writing because he would dull. suggest that because God, his only solution is violence, <laughs> and the most useful Veronica's been in weeks. <laughs> no, she bought all the food. It's true. She always buys shit. Well, yeah. Well, That's, that's not. Her superpower. It's not really a special thing anymore. <laughs> that's her superpower, John. It's Batman's superpower. Archie too. almost came to her expecting her to have arcade games, and you know what? She, she did. did. She did. She had an arcade game hookup. And she really, yes, she did. Like, did she eat school lunch? Or <laughs> no, you can't. You can't be that thin and eat lunch. Get out of here, John. Do any of these kids eat? <laughs> I don't think so. But they eat pops all the time <laughs> with milkshakes. That's fake, John. It's all fake. It's teeth. Oh my god. <laughs> what? The only way KJ Apple gets to look the way he looks is by either one steroids or two. A strict diet of leaves and chicken. So. Very strict. Yeah, every time they drink that milkshake, as soon as they all get to spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> they just spit it That's how it is. All right, drink it again. <laughs> uh, sad dog goes for the gun. Ma takes it and aims at everyone, and that's when the Spartacus moment happens. Right. Sorry. I, I jumped the gun, so to speak. And. Ah. You got it. You got it. Uh, yes, everybody goes, I'm the one who beat up. Art I'm, the ma- I'm the Black Hood. I'm, I'm the, the Black, Black Hood. Hood. Archie's like, it's not the Black Hood. It's, it's a totally legally distinct, very different, mask-based hooded hero persona. That's right. The Black Hood was actually my best friend's dad. <laughs> <laughs> and she killed him. And she... Oh, no, she didn't. Wait. No, no. Someone else killed him. Right. We're not sure who, but... I- Listen, last season, I, he fought a bear in a man costume. <laughs> no, a man in a bear costume. Honestly, if it was a bear in a man costume, I would... Maybe that's would, what it was the whole time. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bear in a man costume. No, that's fair. Rawr. <laughs> rawr, rawr, rawr. Uh, anyway... A really awesome moment happens when the deep fire explodes, which is enough to throw uh, Darla off for Mad Dog to get the kids in the office and Archie to punch someone because 
God, I'm punching someone. He loves punching people. Love punching a person. Veronica stabs the hand of another one with, but no uh, blood. Right, no blood with a carving fork, which I hope she washed before carving. Before using next, before she did not. A lot of blood in this. That's, that's crackhead blood. That's crackhead blood. That's not clean blood. No, no, it's not good. And also, that turkey turned out really nice for that for that meal, for it coming up. You know, you know, tur- you know, Archie was like, Veronica, how's the turkey? And she was like, oh, it's... <laughs> it's great. And she just pulled <laughs> she, out a second turkey from a underneath the table. Yeah. She bought a bag of turkey just in It's case. cooked to perfection. I can't believe you did it. Wow. You're, you're the, You're the best, greatest Archie. man I've ever seen. <laughs> she's she's really quick to comment that like she's one of those girls on Instagram who's like my man is amazing and right. like because he bought you a rose right like that's, that's that was amazing. outside your house. I don't think so. I don't think that's amazing, sweetie. I think you need to raise your standards. Yeah, I love that when Mary gets the gun, she she explains how she's legally allowed to shoot her. She did. She like did. I am a lawyer, and here are the stakes. And she's <laughs> holding it very well. Like she's trained. Like she has been holding a gun for a very long time. Yeah, her boyfriend back in the city, uh, he, he taught her. His name's Alejandro. Oh. <laughs> Caitlin and I believe she's part of some kind of sexual collective, actually, back Ooh, there. That's why she's so desperate to get back, and she's yeah. like, I gotta fucking raise the sun now. <laughs> Damn it. No, he's like 18, right? Yeah, almost. Well, we're not watching, we're not watching a bunch of underage people, like, fuck each other, are we, John? I... Is that what we've Steven. been doing for the last four seasons? Three seasons? You're gross. <laughs> no, I'm not gross. I'm not gross because every time I see, every time, here's the thing. Every time I see sex on this show, I'm always like, but they're underage. All of them. All underage. So I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> so I'm not gross. No. In fact, I am, I am grossed out. I, you listen, when we used to watch Riverdale together uh, for Riverdale Wednesdays, it always made me feel uncomfortable that you would say that out loud every time they have sex. They're underage. Uh, they are underage. They and are therefore, underage. I am not feeling anything right now. I feel now. zero things about this or any of them <laughs> because they're all underage. Steven, shut up. Just let the scene happen. <laughs> nope. I want it all. I want all the record. All the record. I'm not enjoying this at all. <laughs> so the Dickinsons leave. Veronica unstabs the guy's hand. Again, no blood. Uh... And then she instantly falls in love with Mary Andrews. I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Mary is like, what moron tried to deep fry a turkey inside, which KJ serves the best face he's he's served in a long time. Going like, I don't know who would, what kind of idiot would do that? That's crazy. Just like a derp, just like a big, dumb, stupid man. How about that crime we just stopped? (laughs) Or all the ones... I'm not the Black Hood. But all the ones they committed at the same time. Right. Well, did, I mean, in their... They were being threatened. I don't know. Did they commit any crimes? I don't know if Mary's she gonna, was... Mary's going to cover this Mary up real clean. True, but I don't know if Mary was completely, like, on the letter of the law with that one. It's like... Well, yeah, because it's public property, not right. private it's property. It's a community center. It might be privately owned, but... Listen, I don't think there's a single jury that would be like, oh, no, you're 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 a monster. You and also knowing these characters, they're not going to turn that gun into the proper authorities, which right. is also right. a crime. Well, yeah. What are the Dickinson's going to do? Get their lawyer? Like, <laughs> well, there's no. two in town and one of them paid to put a gun at them. <laughs> what I'm saying is Plus it's an probably- ice storm going on. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is it's a probably an unlicensed gun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
so they can't keep it. They have to turn it in because mm-hmm. uh, it's probably been used in many crimes. All those crack crimes. So many crack hey, crimes. Hey, there's a slight dusting of crack on this gun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crack crimes done with that gun, so they have to turn it in. Chances are uh, Archie's going to keep it in a drawer and use it later. Who's with me? Anyone for a dumb Archie decision? That's us. We're doing Archie with a gun again? Archie with a gun. And Archie as a vigilante again? Oh, yeah. It's like it's like a good season, too. <laughs> and Archie with spray paint. <laughs> Bringing it all back. <laughs> you're, doing the, you're doing the Nixon fingers while you're saying this. <laughs> Archie is a crook. Uh, he is a crook. <laughs> Uh, so they finally have Grace once, tur- once Veronica brings out the backup, backup turkey. Uh, Archie quotes his father, who apparently would always say, I'm grateful to be alive and be here with you, which really sounds like something a man who knows he's going to die would say. <laughs> he was always at death's door. We always do it. <laughs> Dad always talked like he would die tomorrow. <laughs> Remember that time he came in for FP's 50th birthday? He was like, as I live and breathe. And you're like, you're like oh, are you kidding me? That's poor word choice. <laughs> we should have re-recorded the scene somehow. I don't know. Yikes. We should have ADR'd I mean, something. I know you didn't have him anymore to do that. Right, but... but who wrote that? Who wrote that? Who says... I just can't believe we're going to be neighbors forever. You and me, best friends. Oh, my God. So FP goes to check on Dodger in the hospital, and he gone. He gone. The doctor's even like, we have great security. Opens up. <laughs> you have the worst security. To be fair, someone got murdered here a couple of years ago, so we've stepped it up a lot since then. <laughs> We're only losing bodies, not losing lives. <laughs> yeah, crack security there, Doc. Thanks. Yeah, it was crack security, but they're crackheads. They're we crackheads, yeah. You can't, you can't secure against yourself. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They, they got that crackhead energy. Are you saying all your security guards are on crack? Yes. Yes, I am. Archie plays the guitar, which, honestly, I'd forgotten that he did that. <gasps> Holy shit, I did forget that he did that. Yeah. That was a thing for a while. Mary while checks in fu- on him. While he was fucking his teacher. Right, right, he was fucking his teacher. Yeah. Uh, Mary checks in on him, and she is like, wow, yesterday was, what a strange day. I pointed a gun at someone. And Archie's like, welcome to Riverdale, Mom. And honestly, there are no truer words. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You think they, they they had to tell FP? It's no yeah, worse because he went to search for the Dickinsons. Yeah, they did tell the police. They did, and it's no worse than like Cheryl ending her plotline with "and Happy Thanksgiving" and "I love you." Like you're like, this was so wrong. Here's what happened with the gun. FP was Mary was like, I think you should take this, and FP's like, Nah, you can have it. No. <laughs> God, yeah, keep worst. the gun. He's the worst sheriff. They've got I'm the worst sheriff. Now. Throws on the leather jacket over his over his uh, uniform. Riverdale has the worst sheriff. The worst mayor, the worst lawyers, the worst community center. They had a good mayor and a good sheriff, both of whom are not dead. They just got fired, but they could be and re-elected, rehired. Were they both people of color? Uh, one of them was a person of color. That's right. Oh, the other one was Kevin's dad. Kevin's dad. What happened to Kevin's dad? Uh, he's off being a DILF somewhere. Damn right he is. <laughs> probably <laughs> with her. They're probably Dilf and Milton and Dilf and back at home. Yeah, it's true. Josie's out of the house. I'm glad they kept Kevin's... Dad. Kevin was out of the house when he was doing that cult stuff. And yeah, now he really he's got into that cult. back. He, great. Yeah, he's back. You know he's, what? I feel great about him. He's just following Betty around and be like, can it be like season one again? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, can you get a plot? Can you get, get any plot? Let's get this guy and a plot. What, he had the Gay Woods one time? And yeah, then, yeah, he did the Gay Woods. He had the Gay Woods one we'll time. We'll always have the Gay Woods. We'll always have the Gay Woods. And he had like a movie. Oh, wait, he's, he's, still, he's still going around, uh, like, was cruising. He's still cruising a lot. We need to get him a stable boyfriend. 
Hashtag get Kevin a stable boyfriend. Let's get, let's get stable. Hashtag let's get Kevin a stable boyfriend. Let's, let's get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, Mary goes, nah, that deep fire explosion? That was your father watching over us. I love how spiritual that got. It's yeah. so nice. Uh, so they dedicate the El Royale to Fred. And which made me cry. Which is a nice scene because <clears throat> everyone's there, and I say do that more often. And right. also, I really do miss Fred a lot. I miss... Uh, I just miss, uh, like... I miss, like, yeah, the what he used to... You know, all, the, like, his words of wisdom. He was, like, the only character that ever had, like, a level head. You know what I mean? It was just... And there was just so much warmth to him all the time. I know. Yeah. R.I.P. Mm. Rest in peace. They're not writing those kinds of scenes between any other parents and their kids. They can't. Either. All of the ca- all of the parents are insane. FP loves Jughead. Like, he's improved drastically as a father since season one. For but sure. But all of his stuff is yelling at Jughead to be like, no, you have an opportunity, you have to take it. But, like, Mary doesn't even get these moments with Archie because she doesn't know him super well. Alice and Betty only have these contentious relationships, and Veronica's parents exist, so... Oh my God, they're yeah. the worst. No, and I mean, obviously... It sucks. Well, and obviously it was the There's way... There's an X Factor that's just gone now. Well, and it was the way Luke Perry played the played the role. Yeah. Um, he had this sort of... He... This sort of groundedness and, and believability that all the other ones just have more of a cartoony sort of feel to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that's the, the end. episode. So now we're going to do... Our superlatives, which is where we kind of pick you, you, we kind of riff on this part. Okay. Pick like some some what you find in your book, or like make up a funny one for like who who would be class couple for this episode. Class couple, I. For me, it's gonna be. Molly Ringwald and her gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was at Alice and FP, but all right. <laughs> no, I liked. I think Molly and Ringwald and her gun had the had a gr- the greatest chemistry of yeah. of all the couples. That's that's nice. <laughs> but uh, Donna and Brett, you know, they really had each other's back. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, well, I mean, the Varchi plotline was kind of nice this time, um, which doesn't happen very often, and the, the Bughead one was fine. Who's more underutilized, Mad Dog or Tony? Okay, so that's a loaded question because Tony doesn't have a um, personality anymore. Right. And Mad Dog... She's just a hot girl. (laughs) Right. And Mad Dog has a personality but is underutilized with said personality Mm -hmm. because he has to stand next to the sexy lamp most of the days. Who's who's the best crackhead? Would that be Hart Denton? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the episode. Not in the episode, but I, yes, would, but I would say that's actually true. Yeah. Uh, Is he dating the Charles? Charles? Yeah. Uh, apparently they're in they, love. They're in love. And I'm very upset about this because Chick sucks. Chick actually sucks. He is... He not a single chick storyline is exciting. Nope. Never has been. His evil plan is just fuck with Betty. Yeah. And you're like, Why? I'm so glad you're here to agree with me on everything. This is fantastic. <laughs> I don't agree with, on, with you on everything, but I mean, you you make you make decent points. I mean, what, what was the last what, what was the last chick plotline really? Uh, when he was revealed to be the Gargoyle King, not a great plotline. So the entire Gargoyle King plotline, I guess, right? Which wow, that one really did not live up to its potential. But see, when you have long range 
villains like that, and they're they're sort of kept in the dark. It has to be something outrageously big. So for it to be like this, like twig thin, like crackhead who like comes up with an axe and be like, "I'm gonna fight Jughead." <laughs> like this is wrong. This is wrong on all levels. Yeah. Yeah. We got off point. Oh, no, we were talking about superlatives. Uh, class cook, Cheryl Blossom. <gasps> yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Class cook, because she, she cooked uh, her uncle into some pies. Right, right. And I'm just going to go with she actually, she actually did, did that. She actually did that. Yeah. Uh, worst planning, Cheryl Blossom. What, are we going to dump him in the river with the ice over it? He will be preserved that way. Yeah. He will very You're much gonna be preserved. You're going to get very caught. You will get so caught. Just like the guys who killed your brother and dumped his body in the river got caught. They got caught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was the one that shot him? His dad. Mm-hmm. His dad shot him. Best smile. Hire him after he wasn't killed. <laughs> I just love that he said, do it. Yeah. Do it yeah. or get off me. Hiram was like, I want to get off the show too. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> Do it or get off me. And you're like, damn, that's some, that's some ballish. That's shit. what he says uh, when he's having sex with Hermione too. <laughs> she does all the work. He just lies there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like him, honestly. Right? <laughs> that feels like his character's thing. Yeah, best smile. I'm going to say, yeah, Hiram when he doesn't get, get caught. Yeah. Um, most improved? I would say... Archie. Yes. Because even though he resorted to violence, he did it for the right reasons. And he didn't resort to too much violence. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> it's right. Sometimes he goes overboard and you're like, dude, you've got to get a therapist. So, okay, let's hop into Rumordale next. <gasps> Rumordale. So some theories. There's not a lot. The season's low on ongoing mystery at this point. True. So we're just kind of running off of what we got in this episode, which is okay. what do you think is going to happen with FP restarting the serpents while he's also sheriff? Is that going to mean anything? Do you want the serpents back? I don't. Me neither. I don't want the serpents I don't really back. need them anymore. I think I think we've got enough. They really serve their purpose. Well, we got enough going. I think we have we have the the quill and the the quill and the bones. I, kind of storyline right, coming we got up. Boning. Quills who are boning. Quills are boning. We've got, we've got, uh, you know, sort of. Well, well, maybe I, you know what? I, maybe we are missing like a another big group of people that we can bounce bad ideas off. I of. guess, but I feel like we did the peak. We did all the serpent stuff in season two. We did uh, Jughead Rises to Power. Right. Betty Goes Dark mm, Strips. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> fighting the Rival Gang. The Street Race episode. I think there was a... Getting almost killed by the other gang. I think there was a time where there were like four gangs at, at one time. Well, like, right? the ghoulies became... The gargoyles became nothing. And then... The, like, the, are they all dead now? I think they're probably all dead. I think they just murdered all the gang Cheryl members. Had, the poisons are dead? Cheryl yeah. had her... Cheryl had her... Uh, her, her, her little version. The, the her poisons, vanity gang. Yeah. The poisons and then the serpents as well. <laughs> yeah, with that one scary girl. But <laughs> what I will say, this is what Riverdale does, is they have, um, like, packs of people to, to jump storylines in and out of. It makes it more interesting. Like when Archie was in jail... He right. was a, he was in a, like a like a fighting ring and baby teeth is dead. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. And then the the um, the cult. What what are they called? The 
The farm. The farm. See, yeah. that was, again, another group of people we could jump in. I know. It was a lot of factions. Right. Before. So we, we don't have many of those. So I think maybe the serpents, bringing back the serpents probably will give us a little I, bit more. I guess. I just don't know if there's with. much story left there. It's just my opinion. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Maybe it'll be a different version of the serpent. So we both think Chipping didn't really kill himself. So what did they have? Nobody, no crime. If, if it wasn't the Donna. Do we think Donna and him really had a relationship? No. No way. That bitch is lying. So. And I, I'm, I'm guessing the headmaster is not a part of the society. Considering she, she was telling him that they did have a thing. That's, oh. That's my guess right now. Is That's what it feels like. Because otherwise she wouldn't have to go and talk to anyone. They would just be like, yeah, that happened. Oh, you mean, well, you're talking about Mr. Chipping having killed himself because of the society. Oh, no, yeah, I don't, I don't think the headmaster knows about the society. Oh. Uh, or is a member of the society. He may not be a member of it, but like, I mean. Like the society told Donna to, to, to tell the, the headmaster and whatnot that she was sleeping with Chipping and like that's why he killed himself. Oh. Uh, but I don't think the headmaster knows or is a part of it. Yeah. No, I would see that. But, like, she's she's putting a lot of herself on the line for this group and that. I wonder if she can be turned at some point. Oh. she has potential to be cool. Mention this. <laughs> she was so cool. She could be cool. Then she wasn't. She's not being cool. Oh, she's cool again. Now she's not cool again. You're not going to be cool here. Be cool on Impulse or something. Do you, is she on Impulse? She's the sister from Impulse. Oh. Yeah, be cool there too. Yeah, come on. Actually, be cool everywhere, man. Yeah, let's just be cool. Everyone be excellent to each other. I think the um, rumor, real quick, for uh, the community center, I think it's going to be blown up at some point. <laughs> that, uh, you heard it here first, folks. They are oh. going to blow up and or set it on fire. I mean, I'm just. I don't. I don't know. We shouldn't keep drawing out this Dodger business. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah. He's weird. not that interesting. No, none of them are like, interesting. They're all so boring. Get him, get him out That's of there. That's another thing. All these, like, excess villains that come out, they're all so boring. And they always add more characters as right. if that solves the problem. No, put an interesting one as the new villain. And if they're not interesting, well, just keep fucking working at it, man. Yeah, throw... Give, change them, their change their, their goal. Make them do uh, something. Make them do something different. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. All right, all right. You're getting weird there. Uh, all right, any other any other Rumordale stuff? Do you have anything? Hmm, no, okay. I think, I, uh, think I'm good. I think Molly Ringwald will get a, girl, get a boyfriend. I don't think Mary gets plots. I think she just is an accessory to Archie plots. Okay, well, let's hope Kevin gets a boyfriend. Someone needs accessory a boyfriend. Accessory to Betty plots. <laughs> <laughs> Moose? Somewhere oh, yeah, in the military, oh. he disappeared. Stephen. No, I, no, I, I, I was there. Gone without a trace. Without a trace. No, I got it. No, I got it. Because it's. Is he dead? No. Is he in the military like everyone says he is, and have texted him from? No. We can't know. We can't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. I really want Moose and Kevin to be back together. They were cu- they were cute. I guess. <sighs> You're the worst. <laughs> Steven, uh, the next thing we do is mm. we talk about something that we are looking forward to or something we're thinking about in pop culture or otherwise. So what are you looking forward to right now? Oh, like in general? Like a movie or a show or even just something in your life. Just 
what's going on in the world of Stephen right now? Wow. Okay. Well, I'm on uh, Disney Plus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying the Disney Plus um, original content. Uh, I'm watching Encore with Kristen Bell. And I'm watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, um, which is a weekly. They don't release all the episodes. It's yeah. a like, week to week. I don't know thing, if that's, just like, that's an interesting choice for them. Yeah. It I makes think. sense for some of their shared universe content yeah. to be like, oh, we're timing this release around the movies yeah. that everyone's watching at the same speed. I know they're doing it with the but Mandalorian, like, I too. Figured, I guess they don't need more content at launch. It just surprised me. I figured they'd do all at once drops. Yeah. Well, they're not. What are you watching? What so, are you watching? I got two things. Okay. First off, if anyone out there is watching Mr. Robot right now, it is turning in hit after hit after hit for really? this final season. There hasn't been a dud among them. In fact, they've been really good. Especially the last couple. Wow. Oh my god. There's two left. It's all this whole season is set in like the last countdown where they it's their last chance to stop no. uh, the Dark Army from moving their 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 project, which we still don't know what it is, but we think it might be time travel to the Ooh. Congo where no one will be able to do anything about it. Wow. Like that's crazy. And it's all taking place at Christmas time, so all the set decoration looks beautiful. And it's they did a heist episode where no one spoke the entire episode and it ruled. Oh, it was like so gripping. That's uh, awesome. And they did they did an episode that's thematically uh, portrayed as a five act play with like formal act breaks and the camera never breaks the one hundred eighty degree spot and it, it's all like filmed like they're doing a stage play. Wow, is that still on USA? Yeah, really which means if you want to watch it, you gotta. Got the USA or USA thing, yeah. Yikes. And it does have ads. Uh, we're doing our best. Um, on the feature side, I'm looking forward to Honey Boy, the mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf movie, and Bombshell with Charlie Theron as Megan Kelly. Right. That's right. Oh, yeah, the other one I want to talk about, and I know this will start a conversation between the two of us, is that this Friday is the Titan season two finale. And that is a show that frustrates me to no end because it has... And I'm excited because they're doing Nightwing in, in right. this finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the show has the best cast, the so best good. costumes, gorgeous cinematography. Everything looks fantastic. And the writing makes me so mad <laughs> every single time. It's like you're wasting all of this good stuff you have. This is this is my thing. It did not have to take 13 episodes to get him in that suit this I season. Think, and it's felt weird and drawn out, and I don't like how these superheroes feel so powerless for the entire show. That's again, it goes back to it goes back to when people sign up for something, be it a movie, be it a TV show, there is a promise of the premise, right? That is like the number one thing when you go and you see a trailer on in the movies and they go Brad Pitt like takes people's heads like takes off Nazis heads yeah, right dude come on <laughs> like Brad Pitt like kills Nazis right okay that's like a promise you have made a promise to people and if you wait an hour and 10 minutes before Brad Pitt even sees a Nazi that's a, a fucking problem yeah People are not going to be happy with that movie. That's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with 
TV shows, right? If you are promised a, you are promised Robin, or you're promised you Starfire, you're promised you promise all the things that you know to be true, and they take thirteen fucking episodes to get where they're going. That's gonna piss off. Everybody, yeah, that's gonna piss off everybody. Beast Boy can still only turn into two animals You're right like, now. And it's like, dude, that's no, that's not Beast Boy. No, that's just that's like Lion Boy. Or <laughs> it's, that's, that's, that's it's Tiger, Tiger Kid. That's Tiger <laughs> Kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. there's promise there. Beast right. Boy is a promise, and you better deliver on that fast, or you're gonna lose people even quicker. I think Riverdale actually did do that really well in its first season because I remember reading the pilot. Um, and it being and it having Archie and Jughead like not friends anymore, and by the time it was airing on TV, they were not that estranged, and they made up by the end of episode two because they knew that people were, wanted to see these two together in this new interpretation. That's what we came for, right? That is what we came for. You cannot take that away from people. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, but what about artistic vision? Hey, no. This is IP. This is intellectual property it's, that people fell yeah. in love with over the course of their lives. You, that's a promise. And the beauty of television is that you get to have multiple moments. You don't need to save them all for the end of the season. You can each episode can have like a massive reveal or a big momentous character thing in it, and then you get to keep going. Exactly. Watchmen has been doing that incredibly well. Uh, Mr. Robot's been doing that, and I wish more shows would would be willing to be like, oh, that really cool thing. Let's do that in six. Yeah, because there's going to be a whole different cool thing over there in thirteen. Right. Exactly. No. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, Stephen, uh, if anyone is looking for you in the meantime, where can they find you? Uh, you on can social? find me on Twitter, sestrada 68 uh, You can find me on Instagram at stevenestrada20. stevenestrada20. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at John Patton. You can find... My blog, The Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Uh, and uh, you can find the Riverdale Register's Instagram, which is at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Bit of a mouthful. I didn't know you had a, had a That's because we're not doing great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Next time after the holidays, Caitlin will be back. We'll all be back to normal. We'll have a great time. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. And guys, if you are interested in the binging adventures of Sabrina, I know we didn't sell it great here, but uh, it's a really fun podcast. Uh, you can listen to me go slowly and um, more and more crazy as time goes by. Honestly, it's a joy to behold. <laughs> uh, Steven, uh, the sign off is Caitlin usually says over and out river vixens. Can you do that now? <clears throat> over and out river vixens.